Maurice said, my sweet brother Noosey. <laughs> what movie is that from, Emily? Uh um, oh, you can do this, Emily. Color purple. Wait, come on now. Like this week <laughs> this week I'm mopping floors. Next week I'm on fr- I'm on fries. You're what you're on what? This week I'm mopping floors. Next week it's the fries. Next week it's the fries? Uh-huh. Next week it's the fries. I feel like we're just, a- I feel like we're just totally toying with her now. You are toying with me. Is this like a Kanye reference? No. <laughs> Well, yes and no. He does say that in in two different songs, but the movie is is his own thing. Oh shit! All right. Five. Four. I give you a hint. It's nineteen eighties. Two. Starring one of the one. biggest comedians of the era. Oh, Welcome to America. Ah, uh, cool. You know what? I'm gonna give it to her. I'm, I'm gonna give it to her. <laughs> that was very generous of you, Maurice. <laughs> I'm that that was kind of very guy. generous. Why are you going to wait? Okay, so why are you going to give it to me? And what was the answer? <laughs> it's coming to America. No, no, no. Oh. It's the Golden Child. Wait, no, you're right. You're right. Yep. I got to, I got to take it away from you. I got to take it back now. I got to take it That's back. That's why I was like, dang, you're being very generous. <laughs> very generous. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to help her out that much. I didn't even care. That she was about, like, well, y'all, I'm not as much. old as y'all, so I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> oh. I don't remember 80s movies as well as y'all. Civics, y'all. A political conversation for all of us. All right. So, um, welcome back, guys. Now we're talking about our ballots. So, me and Jody wanted to um, to go over our ballots. Um, Since we have a little less than a month before the election, we wanted to do some thorough research. And we're going to start with the presidential race. So, we know about two candidates. We can just, you know dismiss them from our conversation because they've already been talked about enough. Um, and that would be the Biden-Harris uh, ticket and Trump and Pence. I think we're all about done with them for now. So there are actually 13 candidates or parties, however you want to look at it, on the Louisiana ballot, and that's not even including the Green Party. So let's do some digging into this. I feel battle like, Royale. I feel like the Green Party is not on there because... They wanted to save paper, so they didn't, they didn't apply properly. <laughs> you had that a makes theory sense. about that makes sense. <laughs> but Maurice, you had a theory about why there's so many candidates in the presidential race. What, no, what? I mean this. It seems to me like there's more people, there's more parties on the ballot than ever before. And my theory is just like old school spoilers. You're trying to affect the other candidates' chance of winning. You're trying to pick off voters. So like, there's a whole lot of parties this year that are like the Freedom Party and the, the Liberty and Money Party and whatever you want to call it. And those are not normal. And so I feel like either these are people who like really just don't like the current president that much who are or who are conservative or somehow they're being supported by um by democrats and liberals and i can't prove that but it just seems like it's too convenient that you have like five different like freedom parties that have popped up you know in addition to like the constitution party for example well i'm gonna I'm disagree with you maurice respectfully of course um but there's there's always been a huge number of third party candidates running for president um like i remember back in it might have been the 2000 election there was a third party presidential debate and it was all of, it was like the libertarian party it was a constitution party and a bunch of other parties that you know we never have heard of before um so this 
to me is not anything new. This is this is kind of par for the course. Well, you're keeping me honest, Jody, because what I told Emily earlier is she she asked what I thought. I'm like, well, they're all invisible to me. Like, if it's not the two major parties and maybe the Green Party and maybe the Libertarian Party, I just don't pay any attention. Not to disrespect them, but like I always see like their actions in the context of our democracy as they're trying to draw attention to certain issues. They're trying to get members to sign up and be part of their cause. But I never see them as like serious candidates. Um, you know, for, no, for they're the not. None of them are serious candidates. And that's, to me, that's a problem. To me, it's a problem that we have a two-party duopoly and voters are, you know, sort of stuck in this mindset that they can only vote for one of two parties as if there's only two parties running for, for the office, you know, or any office. Uh, that's not the case. Well, you know, the way I see it's like, to me, it's like a whole market thing. It's like the Democrats and the Republicans have done so well over the past hundred years that they got like these, this is like a duopoly, like you said. So it's almost impossible for somebody else to get into it because they can't get the money. They can't get the, right. the, the support. And, until they mess up big enough and we get tired of them, we won't see a change, which is what happened like to like the Whig Party and the No Nothing Party and the other various parties from way, way, way back in the day. Yep. Yep. And I thought 2016, I thought that was the best chance we had to get a major third party to have federal funding and to be required to be in the main presidential debates because nobody liked Trump and nobody liked Hillary. So voting for a third party seemed like the ideal opportunity, you know, it, it seemed like that, you know, if, if, if it didn't happen in 2016, it's never going to happen. So I guess I'm shifting more <laughs> from major third party to ranked choice voting as a way well, of breaking up the duopoly. Well, uh, you know, J.D., I would ask you to open your mind up a little bit just to the extent that in my mind, what Trump did is that he really was a third party candidate because he had been a, a Democrat because he was, a, he was in New York. So he had been Democrat. He didn't really have like any sort of like um, party loyalty or ideals. And so to me, he basically took a hollowed out Republican party. That was this so-called, um, you know, economic uh, austerity party that nobody cared about, you know, and conservative principles. And he just, he just took their label and put it onto his, onto his uh, campaign, which is what he does to buildings. Like he will take a generic building, right. they'll put his name on it. And he'll make $7 million to remember his name on it. So and I, I recall very clearly, I was actually sitting in the, I probably shouldn't say uh, their names, but I'll say it. So it's Mary Madeline and his car bill. They're actually friends of mine and they're really cool people. And they had, um, I can't remember his name right now. He was, he was a, a big muckety muck in the Republican Party, a lawyer who was involved in various uh, you know, contests over the years. And he said, look, the Republican Party doesn't really exist anymore. Like the guys who sat in the back rooms and chose like the, the candidates and the issues, it's not there anymore. And so I think Trump recognized that. So I would say that maybe it's a no party system, you know, to some extent where neither party is really representing an ideology so much. It's just it's a name. Well, I'm not disagreeing with you about Trump not being a Republican. I, I agree completely with that. But it's about who gets money, which parties get money, which parties are required to be in the federal in the national debates. You know, that's that's what's important. So. When I watched this third party debate, it was on C-SPAN. Nobody was watching it, I'm sure, other than me and like maybe five other people, you know. Um, that doesn't happen with the Democrats and the Republicans. And the argument that you made for Trump is the same argument for Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders wasn't really a Democrat. He was an independent for most of his career. 
but he had some very progressive ideas that were way left of the Democratic Party. But he joined the Democratic Party to get the funding, to get the the monetary support, to get all the benefits that come with being with one of those two major parties. And he did wonderful things, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, so I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Um, yeah, I guess I'm agreeing with you. Well, I would say also, the, I think the short answer, like for those too long, don't read folks out there is that it's really whichever two candidates the companies and corporations and billionaires like the most. I mean, those are the ones who can rise to the top, uh, won't get kneecapped at some point in the process. And I think that, you know, it really comes down to, if you look at um, fundraising into the party systems, a lot of that money comes directly from corporations, which is allowed by the Supreme Court's ruling a few years ago. And that's why you get people like, you know, like a Biden on the one hand is very, very moderate, more or less, and, you know, sort of corporate neoliberal somewhat. And you get a Trump who, even though he is this wild man, uh, also, has a lot of friends who are billionaires and CEOs of companies, even though they won't, you know, um, name check him very much. They agree with a lot of his ideas. I mean, they were not objecting when they passed that over trillion dollar uh, tax cut a few years ago. So that's why the third parties have no traction because they don't have, you know, a, a McDonald's or a Starbucks backing them up. Right, right. And now that that brings us to the Unity Party. I don't know if y'all <laughs> looked at the <laughs> Unity like Party. Like when <laughs> right. not that one, different one. Um, so <laughs> the unity party. So I, I, I broke down all of the third parties by pros, cons, and neutral. Ooh. And on one of one of my pros for the unity party, uh, it talked about can they talked about campaign finance, and they said if corporations are going to be looked at as people, then they should be limited to the twenty seven hundred dollar limit that individual people are limited to. So. I, you know, so in, in terms of corporations being able to give, you know, ridiculous amounts of money to different candidates, um, I am in favor of what this unity party is talking about. Like, if we're going to say corporations are people, then they should be limited to what a person is allowed to give. Yeah, that's a good point. Huh. So what was one of the cons for them, though, the unity party? Uh, let me see. I have four cons for the Unity Party. I have oh, so I, they're I they're looking to replace the federal income tax with a carbon tax. Now, why is that a con? Well, it's not a con in and of itself, but it doesn't explain who's going to pay that tax. Does that also mean that when we're off of fossil fuels, then the government no longer gets tax revenue? Mm. You know, I don't know. There's a lot of questions there, and questions that. To me, like, like some of the some of some of the um, the pros that I have on here, I don't understand what they're talking about either. I don't know how they plan on implementing it, but the idea of it, I like enough that I'm willing to put it in the pro category. This, um, this, the idea of it, um, or, or I guess the lack of of um, implementation, steps of implementation. It's it's lacking and it's such that I, I have to put it in a con category. Um, and then they're talking about replacing the payroll tax with a tithe tax. So taking less than 10% of earned income. Okay, so that sounds like an income tax, which they're saying they want to replace. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, tax deduction for healthcare expenses. Personally, I would prefer to see a universal healthcare system so that you don't have to pay crazy amounts of money out of pocket, so then you don't need a deduction. Um, 
And then the last thing was like the website was super janky and they had no people of color on the website at all. <laughs> and I was like, ah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not See, messing with these people. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. Like, where are you going to get this information? Are you just going exclusively to their website? Or are you looking at other ballot, uh, Ballotpedia or other places? Well, I went exclusively to the, so I, I felt like this. If they didn't have a website, if you couldn't get your stuff together enough to put up a website, then how you plan on governing a country, you know? <laughs> so like, if you don't have a website, you automatically out. If you don't have your platform listed, out. you're automatically out. Well, who, so wait, so who's automatically out on those metrics? All right, so let's see. The Party for Socialism and Liberation, they didn't have a platform. They had a website, but they had no platform. It was just a bunch of essentially articles about this person needs to be released from jail as a political prisoner. And, you know, in Australia, there's this civil rights thing going on, you know, stuff like that, which is all well and good. That's fine. But if I'm, if you're running for the highest office in the land, I, I kind of need more out of you. What, what are you going to do if you win, you know, and they don't have a platform. So for me, they're out. Socialist Workers Party, no website. You're out. Huh. Um, who else? Freedom and Prosperity Party, no website. You're out. Life, Liberty, Constitution Party. Now, the Life, Liberty, Constitution Party, not only did they not have a website, but when you Google them, it brings up another party. Not their party, but the Constitu it brings up the Constitution Party. So that's like a double strike against you. It's like, not only do you not have a website, when somebody searches for you, they find another party's website. Like that. Come on, man. <laughs> come on. Maurice, what do you think about this as a, as a disqualifying metric? No website, no platform. You're out. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Were you talking before? Oh, I thought I was, but okay. Uh, well, I would say I think that it's a fantastic metric that uh, Jody has developed and used. Um, I think one thing goes to my earlier point. When you click on one party and it goes to another party, I think that goes to what I was saying about how some of these are just like dummy parties designed to create more chaos and damage one of the other major parties' chances of getting elected. Hmm. So you think that the like Life, Liberty, and Constitution Party and then the Constitution Party are basically just sort of shells of each other? Yeah, I mean, that's what it sounds like. I mean, yeah, they're meant to sound alike. They look alike. They sound alike. They even kind of um, whatever show that was from way back in the day. So, so do you, uh, Jody, do you want to talk more pros and cons or do you just want to like launch right into Kanye? Y'all have been both just like, you know, driving me crazy about Kanye. So I figured I would just kind of oh, like <laughs> push the two I think I would just push the two of you into a room and then just kind of like walk out and lock the door. <laughs> throw away the key. No, I won't throw away the key. I'll come get y'all in a couple of minutes. <laughs> but Kanye, he's running for president. Go. Kanye. I think, I think Kanye is a musical genius. I think life of pablo musically not not in terms of lyrics i'm not saying it's his best album or anything like that but musically sonically it's the best rap album i've ever heard i think 
I think the dude is a musical genius. That type of genius does not qualify one to run for president. Um, I looked at his part, at his website. He has a website, <laughs> so he wasn't immediately xed out. Wait, but, does he have a political website, or is it like his website as an artist? No, it's a political website. It's his campaign website. Wow. But the first the first thing on it, when you come to the home page, he's selling T-shirts, he's selling <laughs> hoodies, he's selling hats, you know. Hey, it was so like, Maurice. yee 2020. <laughs> Maurice, you still there? Yes, I am. Okay, cool. What do you got to say to that? He's got a website. Check. Hey, look, if I mean, first of all, I 100% agree with Jody. Kanye is a genius, and I think he is a genius across multiple intelligences, not just music, but also like calculation like just sort of understanding what's going on and getting things done in a special kind of way uh life pablo to me both is musically fantastic and lyrically fantastic i think in my personal ranking it's probably number two or maybe number three behind dark fantasy but it's way way up there and it's you know better than like 97 percent of the other albums that come out in the past 20 years or so um you know for president i mean does does it qualify him i mean I think we as a country have pretty much decided that there are almost no qualifications to be president <laughs> except for, you know, maybe you're over the age of 35, you know, you, you're born in America, um, and you're famous, which is basically Donald Trump. Uh, that's kind of Reagan. You could make the argument that, you know, Republicans were saying the same thing about Barack Obama, and they were mad because he had no experience back in the day, and then there was a whole birther movement against him. I think that, you know, in, in, in our country... We much more look for notoriety uh, in our leaders. And to be honest about it or frank about it, that's not that unusual because when we were trying to pick our first president, Washington, you know, it wasn't like, well, who's the most studied person? You know, who's like written the laws? You know, who, who has like the concepts down? It's like, well, who we everybody, who, 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 who do we know and who can we all agree on? And Washington was the guy. It's like he's the big figure of that era that made perfect sense. So I kind of get why Kanye was doing what he was doing. He's not going to win. He knows that right now. Um, but I ain't mad at him. Y'all, I'm looking at his website, and just like what Jody said, like it's like a vote Kanye hat is like the first thing you see. It makes up the whole page, and you have to scroll down through like a whole bunch of hoodies and hats right. to, get to, to get to his platform. And then his platform has like biblical biblical passages underneath each part of his platform. Well, I mean, look, to that point, can I say something about that? So, you know, branding is really important. The current president <laughs> was able to expand his base in large part because of those what? Those crazy red hats with the four words on them. And, uh, I mean, if you go to, to Ye's uh, Twitter page, just this morning he posted. Uh, yesterday he got 6,100 orders, nearly a million dollars of gross uh, income from that. 2,500 hats were sold, 1,000 black hoodies. Frankly, I want the purple hoodie. I think it's dope. But anyway, I'm getting off track. So I, I was looking at his platform. He actually has a platform. No, he's, yeah, he does. Underneath his products, he does. Yeah, underneath his products, he he, he actually has um some some talking points, and not all of them are bad. Like you would think, with somebody like Kanye running for office, that you'd be like, what is he talking about? You know, like he just to me seems like he's out of touch with the average person at this point in his career, in his life. Um, but he has some pretty sound 
policy ideas. Again, I don't know how these things are going to be implemented. Like that's one of the things that these platforms seem to lack sometimes is like they have these, you know, rosy words that make it seem all great and, you know, whatever. But how are you going to implement that? You know, like what steps are you going to take to to actually bring this about? So he says he wants to restore sound national uh, economy and reduce household and student loan debt. All right. That sounds good. How are you going to do it? You know, restructure education system to serve the most at risk and vulnerable populations, allowing the widest range of educational career paths. To me, that sounds like he's talking about identifying talent and helping them to achieve their potential, which I'm all for. But again, how do we do that? You know? Yeah, and see, like the thing is, I agree with you. Like, I think that the the items on his platform don't sound bad at all. There is no like concrete. How are we going to accomplish it? And then the biblical passages do worry me, just because like I'm kind of tired of living in America that's never separated church from state, especially Christianity from our from our government. Um, so like, I mean, you know, no disrespect to Kanye, but like, I'm really tired of Christianity. Like, like ruling my government right well you're not gonna like the constitution party then <laughs> yeah I, mean, I, uh, I looked at um which one was it that i looked at i looked at the um the american solidarity party and on their on their page it was like um when you pull up their website it was wait no that's not the one it was the the one with brian carroll i think so which one is that oh that is the american solidarity party um on his website, like it, it loads up and it just says pro in big letters. And then next to it, justice, peace, life, earth. And I'm like, okay, yeah, those all sound great. Except I know what pro-life means and it's a no. <laughs> like, because like the, the people who say they're pro-life are not about supporting people who are actually living. No, so. no, but their platform actually seemed to support, like, so one of the things they said, well, I think it was that party, where they said life means, uh, or they, they, they talked about protecting life from conception to natural death. That was one of the things that I, I mean, I, I still put it in the con category, but I was like, well, at least, at least you're talking about life as, you know, not conception to birth. You know, at least you're talking conception to death, you know? Yeah, uh, but you know what? People who believe in, like, life until natural death don't believe people have the right to, like, end their own lives, you know? Yeah, like, they didn't. They they were against they were against assisted suicide. Right. And so, like, I mean, like, is it a big surprise that someone who's pro-choice is also pro-choice for assisted suicide? Like, I'm pro-choice. People should be able to make their own choices about their bodies and about their lives, you know? Like... Yeah. Anyways, but we were talking about Kanye. What else we got? I mean, do we know anything about Michelle Tid Tidball, his uh, VP? She's Christ. a life coach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about this woman. Uh, she's supposed to be like a preacher or something. She's supposed Aww. to be a reverend, maybe. I don't know. But she's I, a life I coach. She's a life coach. She's a life coach. <sighs> Wait, is this Which Marianne is Williamson? Well, I mean, it's the same job. Team up with Marianne Williamson under another name. <laughs> right. She just put on like a pair of sunglasses and a mustache. Right. <laughs> is she is she a white woman or a black woman? White. Okay. But the thing about her, so the one problem that I saw mm -hmm. is that uh, so technically both she and Kanye are from Wyoming now. 
So that causes a problem when they run in terms of getting electors. Hmm. Wait, why? So I remember this from when um, George W. Bush and Dick Cheney ran. And there was a controversy about, like, where was their residence? Because, you know, W. was, you know, the Texas guy. And then there was something about, well, like, isn't... um, uh, what's Darth Vader? What was his name? The vice president, Dick Cheney, right? So, <laughs> what, what wasn't Dick Cheney from Texas because he worked for um, for Halliburton? So he had to make this big old argument that he was actually from Wyoming, which is where he's born. You know, that's where he was. Um, you know, for a bit, a bit of his life. So I thought, like many people think, that oh, you can't have a vice president who's from the same state as your presidential candidate because that is against the constitution. But what I just re- I looked up and reminded myself of is that no, the actual rule is. The electors for a certain candidate have to come from that state. So if both of your candidates are from the same state, you basically lose a second set of electors from a second state that would be guaranteed to all vote for your ticket. So you know what? This just pisses me off even more about the Electoral College. Like the Electoral College just is like, it just seems like the biggest like rig. I like it. You like the Electoral College? Yeah. What, What you like about it? He's a contrarian, Jody. Do not engage. <laughs> well, I mean, look, look. I'm not trying to troll conventional thought here. Are you sure? <laughs> no, I'm sure about that. But but what, but what I will say is this: like, I think that all of us are guilty sometimes of only seeing our circumstances and thinking that the entire country should be run based on our circumstances. So, you know, I mean, like for example, I think it's a problem. For me, as a person who's from like a city, like from from the inner city, to say, "Yo, we gotta like get rid of all the guns." But if you're like a hunter in the middle of like you know rural Alabama, why am I getting rid of your gun? And the real problem to me is that we have this lack of flexibility in the way our governance works. So, if put it like this, I'll just cut to the chase. If we had an electoral college, you basically would have something like in Hunger Games, where the big city gets to decide all the rules for all the rural areas and for everybody living outside of the cities or in the less popular cities. And it would be terrible because people would feel like they just had no say in their government. And so I don't like the idea that, for example, Idaho has the same number of you know, senators as California, which, you know, whatever. But I see the importance of it. And I think that the bigger problems in our, in our system comes from things like gerrymandering, which can skew voting in a way that is not even designed to give, give representation. It's designed to actually lower representation, in my opinion. Yeah, but I feel like the Electoral College is a form of gerrymandering. I think it's like one of the oldest forms of gerrymandering. And I think that if we had, you know, um, if we ca- just counted everybody's votes, then everybody would have an equal vote. And then the census would also play into that as well. You know, like people would, their voice would be heard because like their their communities are getting the money based on how many citizens are living there. And everybody's vote is equal, no matter where they live, whether they live in the country and whether they live in the city. Are we finished with Kanye? I mean, like, okay, so uh, let me just ask you guys. Um, you've both teased me and said that you're voting for Kanye or that you might vote for Kanye. But, like, what do you think, like, if you had to rate it, like, on a percentage scale, what do you think the likelihood is that you vote for Kanye? I would say a high, high 2%. <laughs> Maurice, he's still there. Wait, this was a one to ten scale. Well, I know, but I mean, is, was yours on a one to ten? Mine was out of a hundred. <laughs> that's what, that's what I thought. Like a percentage. So, like out of one to a hundred, what's what's your percentage of of voting for Kanye? In all seriousness, 
my wife and I vote as a block, so I'd have to convince her to vote for him. And while she's less anti-Kanye than she was in the past, thanks to conversations, it's a low chance that she's going to vote for him. So I would say it's like a 5% chance I'll vote for him. Oh, so, that's high. <laughs> he, re- he really loves Kanye. He really loves him. So are you guys kind of like campaigning in the House for your favorite candidates? We're Biden 100%. <laughs> so like, so like if we were going to, if the election was tomorrow, 95% you're, you're voting for Biden. Yeah. I mean, like, look, unless like he and Harris disappear from the face of the earth or something like that. Yeah. Jody, do, do you and Marty vote as a block? I don't, somehow I don't think so. No, no. She votes the way she votes. I vote the way I vote. Um, do you guys talk about it beforehand? Yeah. I mean, sometimes. Um, she doesn't like keeping up with politics anymore. It, you know, makes her heart bad or whatever. You know, she she can't take it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm mainly the one that that keeps up with politics. And, you know, if anything important happens, I tell her. So um, I imagine that she's going to be voting Democratic. Um, I have gotten off of this Democratic hamster wheel. And <laughs> I'm more looking for third parties that I can support third parties that have the actual policies that I want to see implemented. Um, Green party is the one that caught my attention last election. Um, Unfortunately, I can't vote for them this time. So I don't know. The one that did kind of catch my attention was the one nation party becoming one nation party. I think it looked interesting to me too, when I was researching them. Yeah. Yeah. So the website is immaculate. Like whoever whoever <laughs> started this thing clearly worked in um, corporate America, probably tech. Um, the website is immaculate, but they're saying a lot of things that you hear in corporate America. Like they're words that don't actually mean anything. <laughs> like they want to synergize the transformational cannibalization of a multi-platform dichotomy. It's like what? <laughs> what the hell does that mean that don't mean anything <laughs> you know <laughs> but um some of the things that that they said that actually uh let me see so they want to end modern day slavery all right i'm with that and offensive violence of the military okay i could get with that improve the mental health and suicide prevention all right um mm-hmm. national priority to minimize imprisonment Reduce addiction and eliminate extreme poverty in the U.S. Okay. And dominance of the two-party system. I'm all about that. Um, National program to increase civic engagement. Okay. Uh, Technical and legal upgrades to the U.S. democracy to increase uh, transparency, accountability, and citizen interaction. I'm good with that. Truth and reconciliation programs for slavery, Native American genocide, gender-based violence, poverty, international regime change, et cetera, et cetera. All right. I'm good with that. Now, this is the thing that I like the most about what they said, that I could see this actually being implemented and actually working. They're talking about experimenting with new economic and financial models that revolve around the thriving of people and nature and experimenting with new educational models that honor 
youth's unique genius. And that's really what the states are supposed to be. Like the states are supposed to be experimental incubators. So a state comes up with some idea, we're going to try doing our educational system this way. And then the rest of the nation looks to see if it works. How did it, how did it pan out? And then if it works, it's like, all right, let's implement that across the nation. You know, that's how it's supposed to be, you know, experiment in the states. And then if it works, spread it nationally. So I'm for that. And then also Jade Simmons is a uh, classical pianist. Oh, is that the, I don't even know who the, the candidates <laughs> are. <laughs> I don't even know who are the candidates are. Are you looking at the One Nation website or the um, Project Restoration website? Well, I'm looking at my notes right now. I'm, okay. I'm not on the website at all. Well, but I didn't see. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't see any candidates or anything like that. They had some real cool, snazzy videos and everything. Well, if it you look at your dope. ballot, um, Jade Simmons and uh, uh, Claudelia. Uh, Rosé, I think it might be how you say her, her last name, um, are the presidential and vice presidential candidates for Becoming One Nation. And Jade Simmons on her Wikipedia page, it says she's a classical concert pianist, nice. art presenter, art presenter and art entrepreneur. Nice. Um, yeah, so like that's really interesting. I mean, I wouldn't mind having, and she's from South Carolina, I wouldn't mind having like a Southern, a Southern woman of color who like has an artistic background. <laughs> as uh but then again i'm just kind of going off the cult of personality there um maurice what do you think about all of that like what jody was just saying he's like i'm eating my cereal man (laughs) leave me alone (laughs) or his grapefruit maurice Uh uh-oh did we lose you again So, hey, Maurice, the last time we talked with Jody, something happened to your sound and we lost you. So you were back. But since then, you went and voted, right? I did. I went and exercised my constitutional rights, the same civil rights that so many Americans fought for over many generations. (laughs) Um, Where did you end up going? Did you go to the Smoothie King Center? That's right. Uh, My mama and I went together. It was very sweet. And then you got on the news, right? Yeah, Gambit. They um, ran an article um, where they they showed photos of like Drew Brees and oh Trombone Shorty, who I love, and DJ Soul Sister, who I definitely love. And it was like me and my mom. And then, then they, they put it on Twitter as well. It was pretty exciting. So they just like grabbed your photo off of Twitter and were like, here's some famous New Orleanians voting. <laughs> I guess so. They didn't give me a cut. <laughs> but now i mean but you were literally like i think you were listed after drew Brees in that list of famous new orleanians right yeah not too bad but probably like my mom she's really the famous person i know right like that's why it, yeah yeah she she had to she had to end the the roundup because she's the most famous person in the, in the bunch yep yeah well that's pretty cool um so it was pretty quick huh how long did you guys have to wait in line so if anybody in your party is over uh, the age of 65, you get sent to the front of the line. So the whole thing from getting into the line to getting out was less than 15 minutes for us, which was pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. So that's a really good reason to bring an elder with you to vote is you get you get through pretty quickly. 
I love it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Um, all right. So things, is there anything else you want to say about your voting experience? I'm proud to be an American. I'm so happy to have my voice heard and I'm looking forward to what happens in this election after the big day. After the big day that, yeah, that will be really interesting to see what happens. Okay. Well, um, thanks so much for talking with me again and I'll, I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Bye civics y'all. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I speak for all of us. Goodbye. <laughs>